0: This is Belize from UCLA Radio, and you're listening to The Menu. Good afternoon. You're listening to The Menu on UCLA Radio, a radio show and podcast about LA's wonderful food culture and the people who make it special. I'm your host, Belize.
1: And I'm Henry. Right now, the food world has been turned upside down by COVID-19, so we're bringing you stories of chefs, owners, and anyone involved in the LA food and culinary scene who is doing their part to survive during this time of crisis. Um, Today, we have a special episode, a sort of party episode. We're joined by recent UCLA grads and current students to talk to us about their cooking, ordering, and food habits during this crazy time of quarantine. Today, we have Lubaya, Georgie, max natalie and Cheyenne joining us thank you all for coming on the show today
0: to start off um tell us what you do first of all before we get into it
1: oh yeah tell us about you and what you
0: yeah hi i'm lubaya um
2: i'm a current student at ucla i'm in my third year um yeah studying i'm studying physics and i'm still in los angeles
1: Oh, yeah. Tell us where you are. Good.
2: Hi,
3: I'm Georgie. I'm finishing up my second year at UCLA. So I'm studying and I'm in New Jersey now. I left L.A. on March 17th.
4: Hi, I'm Natalie. I am still in Westwood on campus. I'm going into my last year next year. Um, I'm studying psychology and math. Hey. Hey. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you go.
6: <laughs> um, I'm Georgie. Um, I'm currently in Brooklyn, New York, let's with Bedsty, with Cheyenne. Um, I'm a graphic designer. I'm working in advertising.
5: Also, in Brooklyn, um, and I work at as a, like a. I work <laughs> in book production at a at a small publisher in New York. So sort of the complete opposite. Complete opposite, independent leftist all that <laughs> and then we live with max <laughs> <laughs> who fucking left <laughs> who is not here with us.
0: Max, oh okay he's
7: here hi i'm max um i used to live in Bedsty with jordy <laughs> um i'm back home in pleasanton right now uh, that's california uh i used to work at a bakery in Oh. Um, i worked as a barista made sandwiches helped a little bit in the back. Um, but now
1: I'm unemployed. So that's cool. So did COVID take your job, Max? Were you working as a barista and a baker when this whole thing hit?
7: Yeah, so it hit. Um, but then my parents wanted me to come back home because New York was supposedly going to be hit the hardest. So they were right. Yeah. Um and then a lot of my coworkers um, were furloughed as well. So we're probably at like 50% employment at the bakery right now.
1: So um, how are you all coping? Like give us, what, what ways are you um, coping with COVID right now?
4: Is just straight up not an acceptable answer? <laughs> yes,
1: completely acceptable.
4: Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> but I have the weighted blanket, so it's like 50% okay.
1: Maybe how are, how are you coping with COVID and how does food fit into that equation? Maybe that's a little better, more, more on topic.
2: Yeah, food is my coping for COVID. Um, I think something that has been helping me is like looking at very small deadlines and small events in the day and like, kind of focusing on the present and not really thinking about what's going to happen next week or next month or next year, really, because that's super scary. So um, something that really has been putting rhythm in my days is food. And I was never really a big cook, Um, moved in out of the dorms this year. So it was really my first experiences with food. And I was just mainly making pasta and like not really elaborating on my pasta skills and, by trying to not um, order food or Postmates or anything, um, I've really been cooking up, and that's been
0: fun. Yeah, we've been seeing your pictures all over Instagram, and I personally am a huge fan of all the desserts. That you. you're yeah,
1: yeah, I have a question for you. What is a, a clefoitis if you want to? Is that how you pronounce it? First of all. <laughs>
2: Um yeah. I, <laughs> <It's not laughs> okay. No, um, you pronounce it however you want. No, that's I, wrong. That I, I sounds really it. wrong. I don't know if it's French though, so I'm pronouncing it the French way, but it might not be true either, you know. I it's very hard to describe. It's this kind of cake that's very um I won't say chewy in a way, um, with any kind of berries you can put in it and you like slow, very like not warm cook it kind of and it's like beaten eggs and stuff. Things you do in a blender and then you pour it in i I don't know. It's fun. It's a fun cake and it's super light, weirdly enough. Um I know we ate the whole cake uh in like one sitting. It's maybe not good, but really felt
0: great. And what out like what else have you guys been cooking up um, during quarantine? Or are you even cooking?
3: Uh, we've been cooking a lot cause I'm here with my family, um, in New Jersey and I was really upset about like leaving school, but I'm honestly like happy that I'm not in Westwood anymore just because it's like, I would have been alone in the dorms. Um, mm. but we've been making like a lot, we've been baking a lot, like, oh no. Okay. The best thing we've made three times, we've been making homemade bagels. What? Yeah, they've been so good. And I thought that they would be really hard to make, but it's actually like super easy. Like the only, like, I don't know. You just use like regular like flour, eggs, nothing special. And then like like activated yeast. And we've been doing like toppings and everything. with Like we did a rosemary and salt bagel and like everything bagels. It's been really good because <laughs> there's nothing else to do, kind of. So we've just been cooking a lot.
1: Wow, that's very unique. I would say that might be one of the most unique um things I've heard somebody make right now. Do you don't you, do you have to like boil them and stuff?
3: Yeah, so you put um you put like some molasses or like a combination of brown sugar and like barley malt, I think, in boiling water and then you drop in the bagels and you boil them for a little bit and then you put them in the oven at like 500 degrees. But wow. it's not really that hard. Yeah.
1: Do you, you have locks, bagels and locks?
3: Yeah. The last time we made it was so good. We had um, capers, red onion, lemon, salmon, and cream cheese, obviously. Oh, it
1: was so good. <laughs> Anybody else have ways they've been cooking to cope? Cooking to cope? That's the name of our episode right there. Cooking to cope.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, I found that like even when you're not actually trying to like absorb other people's food culture, there's been just a huge explosion of everybody like sharing on social media all the things that they're cooking and all the things that they're making. So even when you're not, like, actively trying to, like, learn about cooking or, you know, do things that are oriented around food, it's kind of being supplied for you because everybody else is doing it. So I've, like, I've learned so much about cooking just from watching all of my friends post their Instagrams. Like, I had no idea you boiled a bagel. (laughs) I did not know that mangoes had pits. What? Like, that was life-changing.
1: Have you never cut a mango before? No! (laughs) That's one of the great pleasures in life, is cutting open a fresh, juicy mango.
4: Well, not all of us have that luxury.
1: (laughs) I think we do, actually. (laughs) Um, um, The best part of the mango, too, is right on the pit. Um, It's, like, the juiciest part. You can't really cut. Cut off with a knife. You just eat it right off the pit right there. It's just, it's like, it's probably one of my favorite things to do in this world.
4: You know what? I'll just, I'll go buy a mango
0: and you figure better. it out. You better. I've also been cooking.
4: And
0: Where have you been cooking, Bliss? I, okay, I tried making a sourdough loaf. I tried to hop on that bandwagon. It didn't work out. I don't know. I did everything right, and the sourdough itself was wrong. I don't know. I just And then I kind of like decided that I was wasting too much flour or on something that was not going to be great. So I decided not to do that anymore. But I've been um, making a lot of pastas and also a lot of veggies. I guess just the regular things that I used to eat before quarantine. I obviously don't eat outside that as much anymore. Even though I order takeout sometimes, it's just not as frequently as I would used to so at this point and you know staying at home I've kind of grown tired of what I've been cooking and grow like I don't know what to do with my vegetables anymore is my issue but other than that I also made a lot of hummus and I've actually perfected my hummus
1: perfected
0: yes I a think 10 I, out
1: of 10 hummus I
0: think I have perfected it it's oh my god that's what I made was so silky and smooth it
1: was good. It's restaurant-ready. Yeah. Max, Jordy, Cheyenne, any, uh, anything you've been...
6: <laughs>
5: uh, uh, we've been called on. I would uh, say... So- <laughs> i do <would> one, <laughs> th- one thing we've talked about is how... So, like, we... Max, maybe not, but we both work in, like, the same part of Manhattan. And so we would, we would have to commute. And so we never ate breakfast because we would just wake up and then like have to get ready and then have to walk to the train station and then like wait for a train and you know just there's not much rush and there's just too much rushing and so now that we have this hour hour and a half before work where we're just up we've started to eat breakfast more and so we well I make pancakes every day and so um (laughs) Because my it's brother so sent us basically a box of pancake batter. And so, because he is a bit of a prepper, doomsday prepper. So he sent me just boxes of pancake mix. Those so, are like
6: so many first aid boxes. And like
5: two first aid kits. <laughs> and then, um, so In case the pancakes explode or something. Yeah, in case the pancakes explode. <laughs> and then, or cut us. Um, but... Yeah. So every morning, usually I make pancakes with bananas and pecans and chocolate chips and whipped cream and or whatever else. And then she'll make coffee or I'll make coffee. So we have more time to ease into the day with breakfast. And I love breakfast. So I like having that back and not having to just get up and rush out into the world and not eat until you know when we're working we're not eating until one thirty or 2 or two thirty, and it's when you remember that you like oh fuck I haven't eaten all day yeah. so it's nice to have a little bit more time for that I, I can just imagine
1: Cheyenne it's like week 15 and like You still have some pancake batter left. And by now you're like experimenting with like crazy, like, (laughs) like like things.
5: You're putting like spinach and stuff,
1: (laughs) you know. Well, there's like,
5: there's like, there's like scallion pancakes and all that. But, um, yeah, no, we're, they still taste good. (laughs) It's, It's a nice part of the day.
0: Yeah. I've also seen you guys make the cook stuff from the night plus market cookbook
5: oh that's yeah. that's me
0: that's me well i just
6: think that like part of the quarantine process is that it like it just like restricts you so much in like what you can eat and like we used to me Sean, and max we used to go to this really good thai place in manhattan for thai food like like weekly or bi-weekly and then suddenly like quarantine hit and like they're in manhattan so they don't even deliver to brooklyn so it's, like, suddenly, like, oh, we don't, like, we can't eat Thai food anymore, and we've, like, never cooked Thai food. So I just, like, got the cookbook, and then I got, like, $70, $80 worth of Thai ingredients, like, from this, like, Thai, like online th- Thai, thai, thai like grocer.
5: Th- Thaiingredientsnow.com.
6: <laughs> yeah, just, <it's>, like, the <laughs> sketchiest, like, website <laughs> link, the ske- just, like website is like sketchily built also the whole thing just like looks like a scam site but the ingredients came and never looked back since
1: Liz mentioned getting sort of um sick of you know home cooking um what have what have y'all been eating out if you have been eating out or ordering in, I should say.
4: I've been trying to, like, be a little more conscious of what I'm eating because, like, when you have more time to think about what you're eating, you have more time to kind of, like, reflect on that decision. And I've been trying to actually eat stuff that I like but is also, like, healthy because I feel it a lot more now that I'm just sitting at home and not exercising, doing nothing when I'm not eating well. So I've been eating, like, a lot of Tokaya, um like, the salads and the bowls and stuff. And I've been eating, like, a lot of uh, a lot more vegetables and a lot more, like, salads and greens and stuff like that. And it's actually, like, helped me to feel better, um, especially when there's, like, not a whole lot you can really do to keep, you know, health up right now. Um, eating mindfully has been a really good way to, I guess, you know, cope with what's going on or it's kind of like the opposite direction to everybody doing like comfort style cooking was like more cause it's, you know, I usually like eat for comfort on my like normal in my normal pre quarantine life. So I'm trying to, um, you know, like everybody else try a different modality of living during quarantine. And that's kind of what I've gravitated towards.
1: Very thoughtful answer,
7: Natalie. Thank you.
0: How about you, Max?
7: I think coming back to my family has really impacted like the way that I've been eating recently. Um, so like just eating a lot more Asian ingredients that I wouldn't normally have um, by myself. Sorry, that's with cat. That's cute. Yeah, so I've also been like cooking a lot more with my mom. So like making dumplings, um, making these like little it's almost like a Chinese quesadilla called like a hoods that has like ground pork in it, scallions. Uh, you can put anything in it, like egg, shrimp. It's, a, it's just like really, I think we're gravitating more towards comfort food at my house. Um, but then also I'm like sort of being a degenerate and eating like cereal at like midnight um, <laughs> just because it tastes good and, Uh, I don't care about my body anymore. (laughs) Um,
6: Max, you never did. You ate like trash. (laughs) Like pre-quarantine. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I had to keep you real.
7: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm just a trash person in general, but quarantine has really upped that. Um, Also, Cheyenne, I don't think it's... How are you saying pecan? You're saying pecan? True. I
1: was going to mention that. How do you say
0: it? Pecan? <laughs> it bothered me.
1: <laughs> buy. Pecan pie. He said pecan, I think.
0: Oh. That's,
1: that's my ice cream That's, truck. that's my rice cooker. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna have with that rice, Max? Um, that's a good question. Um, we got a little,
7: just a little, like, really easy Chinese-style broth. Um, you take, like, any type of bones that you have chicken, duck, um, and then you put ginger in it, and scallions, and you just let it go low and slow for however long you want. And that's just like a solid Chinese style broth that you can have. If you want to spruce it up, you can put like goji berries in it, um, star anise, bay leaf, um, and then you can use that broth. You can just like put rice in it and eat it, or you can sort of make like a noodle dish with it, or just drink it by itself,
1: it's so good. That sounds really good. Um, I've had to, I sort of feel the same way as you, Max. I've had to, uh, before quarantine, I was able to go out a lot and not have food at home. I'm also living at home with my folks. But now, ev- basically every single night, I have to cook with my mom. And sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's no fun at all. Like, not even a little bit. Um, but, um Unfortunately, it's not dumplings. It's usually, like, salmon and couscous or something like that.
4: Henry, I have a question for you. Sure. I remember we were having a conversation a couple years ago about, like, the first thing you would eat, like, after coming home from, like, a long, like, a travel, like, getting off a plane, where's the first place you go? And I remember because your answer was I would go home and... (laughs) if <laughs> my parents would cook me a meal and i was kind of wondering like since you're spending so much time at home like what's your favorite like home cooked meal with your family
1: that's a good question um my both my parents are very good cooks i'm very lucky um in that regard um but my dad is he works like nights so he's not here uh except on Saturdays so it's really just me and my mom cooking um, and so I don't know. I, we really haven't had any special sort of meals that are really great recently. But um,
4: like, if you had to pick your favorite,
1: um, I'm, she, my mom makes a really good risotto. Like, really, really good. Yeah, salmon risotto or mushroom risotto or ch- chicken risotto. Any risotto. Um, my dad makes a a really great just like Dover sole. Just really quickly. Really, really quickly fried, um, so the inside is still a little translucent. He made like this. Lubia, it's like a French butter sauce. It's orange butter sauce. Something de beurre, right? Is that right? Um,
2: Probably like crème de beurre.
1: Something like that. I don't know. It's like it was like an orange butter French sauce and um, like a tarragon pesto um, with pecans. Pecans, um, and artichoke. Love me some artichoke. I don't know. It, it changes up really frequently. I don't think I have one, but those are some good ones.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a good question for everyone, if, especially, like, um, most of us, not most of us, half of us are, like, away from our parents, so I kind of, like, think about the things my mom would cook. I don't know. Jordi, Cheyenne, Luaya. does that, like, happen to you?
5: yes a hundred percent i i mean because basically since we i mean we have neither both of us haven't been home in so quite some time and um i mean i'm iranian so i recently got i got an iranian cookbook and then my mom and dad sent me basically this iranian cooking starter pack with you know with I don't know, like different spices and rice and different herbs. And so I started making some basic Iranian dishes and just, I don't know, just trying to capture that sense of that, that like flavor profile that I mean, I was, had grown so used to. And now even like when I was in Los Angeles, I mean, I'm from the Bay area, but in Los Angeles, there's so many Iranians. And so it was very easy there were so many like Iranian there's a lot of Persian food in and around Westwood. And so that was still eat like I never like lost that, but that just does not exist in New York at all. Like there's just very, very few Iranian people. So there's very little to no Iranian cuisine. So at this point I'm sort of reliant on myself to like produce that. And so like whenever But it's just like sort of the same thing where, like, I'll have my mom on the phone and she'll walk me through something, um, like, while I'm cooking a specific dish.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, same here. Um, I basically talk to my parents, if not every day, every other day. Um, And obviously, I haven't gone home in a while, too. And I'm not going to be able to go home for another big while. So um, it's been nice to kind of have this discussion about food and what are they eating what uh, what do I remember from home and how to make it but it's been kind of messy because my mom's recipes are always a mess she doesn't have like she doesn't follow right recipes and like she would tell me oh yeah this is how you make that cake so you take a bowl of flour and then half a bowl of sugar and then three-fourths of a stick of butter and I'm like mom what bowl? what size of bowl? What What do you mean? And, like, and she's like, I don't know, you just pick a bowl. And I'm, just, I'm like, yeah, but she's like, it's proportional. And I'm like, but the butter isn't proportional to the bowl. What does that mean? And since I'm like at the beginning of my cooking experiences, I'm like very close to the recipes and trying not to take too much freedom. So it's very challenging. Plus translating French measurements to cups and tablespoons and teaspoons has been messy also but but yeah it's been fun to do french recipes and things from home and also showing it here and be like oh this is what i eat at home
0: fun my number one tip for translating recipes is just having those like weights i don't know what not like scale oh, scales yes
1: or like they're called
0: aren't they called scales?
1: well the scale is what you used to measure it like um
0: that's what I'm talking about. In
1: grams about. and stuff? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah,
0: because then you can just put yeah. it on grams and figure it out. So that's been, like, very useful because I also cook a lot of, like, Turkish recipes or, you know, just a lot of recipes with, like, grams in it. It's also, I don't know. I, like, understand when a recipe says grams. Like, I kind of, like, I can imagine it in my head. But then when it's, like, ounce, And stuff. I just have no idea. No idea what an ounce is. (laughs)
1: Um. My food hero, one of my food heroes, Alton Brown, always suggests using weight because it's like infallible. Like it's it's so much better um, in terms of proportions than cups and stuff. Like he said, it's the only way to do it.
2: That's, you know, what's funny actually, like talking about those things is like I've, by cooking, I've realized everything that I'm missing in my kitchen and everything that I should have. Um, I bought a hand mixer two weeks ago because I was like, there's just no way I can live like this anymore. And it's just things like that. I was like, I didn't have a round cake pan or things like that. I bought my first skillet, which was super fun um that's big yeah that was yeah i very much cherish it but it's just things like, that thing. like how did i do it and like and see like a scale i know i need a scale because i just yeah things like that
5: we're similar where i mean we bought a cake pan or no we bought a bread pan we've bought a greater measuring cups uh uh what a stainless steel pan, new non-stick pans. Um, we had a cast iron, we started using it, and metal score to finally clean it properly. Um, yeah, just definitely expanded the arsenal. Oh, we also got new knives. Um, Max, ever since you left,
6: <laughs>
7: we, really we new up, knives we
5: up the finally. arsenal.
7: Oh my goodness, I was listening <laughs> those IKEA knives. Yeah,
5: request. no. And they we, came with you. With no, we like cut ourselves like multiple. Like they are sharp. <laughs> yeah, like, <you laughs> just, like touch them. <laughs> wow.
0: I actually have a question for Georgie. You said that you were you and your family have been like experimenting and cooking a lot lately. Was that always like that, or like? But did you used to like cook something else and now you guys are just like having fun?
3: Um, so my mom and my sister and my dad too, like they're all good cooks and everything, but everybody works or like did work, at least, you know, not from home. So when, by the time everyone got home, like no one wanted to cook like a really big meal or anything. So now we've just had so much more time to try like, cause another thing is like, I was procrastinating one day, like not wanting to write a rest, like <laughs> a recipe, an essay. And so I just decided to like reorganize, like where we keep our cookbooks and all of our like Bon Appetit magazines and everything. So we've been like going through old magazines and like picking out recipes we want to make. Like we haven't done this yet, but sometime this week we wanted to do like a Korean barbecue type thing. So it's just like, We've been devoting way more time to cooking, which has been nice, but it also feels like i like we spend a lot more time in the kitchen, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I feel kind of less productive but um yeah, we've just been devoting like more time into like quality food, you know like less pasta, just you know thrown together stuff, and more i don't know intentional, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, and then we've also been making cocktails, too.
1: Ooh, cocktails. Tell us about those.
3: We made, because my sister's also really big into cocktails. Um, Like, when she was studying in London, she went to, like, a bunch of cocktail bars and, like, learned some recipes there and stuff. But um, we have, like, the Boston Bar Book, like, bar manual that we've just been using. Like, last night we had, I think it's, like, a tequila sour it's just tequila, orange juice, sugar, or like simple syrup, and lemon juice. And yeah, I guess we've just been having more fun. And my sister works at a wine shop. So she gets a discount on all the wine. So we've been trying out different labels and stuff. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I also make a lot of cocktails, mostly margaritas. Um, My sister got me this like um, shaker, um which shows you how much like tequila or how much vodka you should put for like a lot of co- like cocktails so i've been u- just using that shaker as like a you know measurement and i have
1: a shaker too it's really cool
0: yeah please what's
1: your
7: uh, margarita recipe
0: okay so <laughs> just a regular you know tequila and are you using
7: quintal or using a.
0: am using mantra and then lime juice. But then I put in a little bit of hot sauce before shaking it to make it spicy. Ooh, yeah.
1: Do you say hot sauce? A yeah. little uh, promo.
0: Because I, I don't like I don't usually buy like hot like, spicy peppers to cook that much, and I honestly like don't want to spend time like cutting them up. So hot sauce works really well with cocktails, you know? What kind of hot sauce? So we actually like did an interview with Zabs last week and I, I use their hot sauces a lot. Um, other than that, Burger Lords make, makes a hot sauce that I use. Um, but other than that, like anything, Cholula, any kind of hot sauce would work.
1: You know? uh, I think I personally love a little spice in my cocktail i think the best cocktail i've ever had was a jalapeno gimlet and it was just so good and that little that kick is just so important
2: yeah yeah uh, it's kind of funny because you were talking earlier about like what ways to like um kind of counterbalance to getting tired of cooking your own food and stuff and my new thing is like i'm trying to get into cocktails and i was talking with my dad yesterday and i was like yeah i've been trying to get into cocktails and stuff and the man went on like a five minutes front of like oh you need to do this and this and i've been doing this thing and like everyone loves it and stuff and i was like wow that's great like he really gave me a lot of information when i thought he would be like you shouldn't be drinking and (laughs) so that was really funny and then like we hung up and i don't know an hour later i received like 20 pictures of just like cocktails recipe from one of his cocktails book. And I was like, that's hilarious. So I'm trying to get into that this week and next week.
0: Yeah. My dad's been like that too lately because all his friends are doctors and you know how doctors get like subscriptions to like magazines and stuff. Um, One of his friends get like these subscriptions to like digital French cooking magazines and I just, like, receive tons of, like, PDFs from my dad every morning of, like, a French, like, cookbook or a French, like, magazine about, like, Thai food or something. <laughs> like, how do you have, like, time? I also have a question. What, what's your favorite, like, cookbooks
2: and, like, kind of websites that you use for recipes and everything?
1: My mom. <laughs> and bon appetit.
5: I got a subscription to NYT Cooking, and it's okay. It's def- It's not as good as Bon Appetit. I don't. I think. like the
6: Interface is so nice.
5: The interface is nice, but I would say that in the day to day, usually something from Bon Appetit, and then you've got a couple cookbooks, like the Thai cookbook she mentioned, the Iranian cookbook I mentioned, but mainly. Bon Appetit.
3: Martha Stewart's baking, like, cookbook is really good. That's where the bagel recipe is. And it's, like, very simple and easy to read and, like,
4: easy to follow. So that's definitely a go-to.
1: You're up, Natalie.
4: Um, I'm actually kind of lazy on this one because I kind of, um, my aunt is, like, like, she's more Moroccan. um, And so, all the recipes that, like, you'll get from, like, the Middle Eastern, like, part of the world as Lubaya mentioned or just kind of terribly all over the place and just like a mess and so what my aunt does is that like she handwrites all the recipes that she likes to make and she like has her own like personal cookbook and I found that like anytime I want to make something there's just something that like really magical that happens where if I follow her recipe it's always like way better than something I would get from like Um, like New York Times or Bon Appetit or something because she, like, adds her own little tweaks to it and she's got her own, like, handwritten notes. So I kind of just, like, steal it from someone else's repository, I guess.
1: They always say family recipes are, you know, the best.
5: We always make this joke about how, like, in the Bon Appetit and NYT cooking comments, (laughs) (laughs) someone will be like, it'll be, like pasta with like pork meatballs and then the top comment would be like you know I subbed the po- the pasta with rice and I subbed the, the pork with chicken and it tasted so much better <laughs> like the comments are so ridiculously unhelpful it's like oh yeah I had none of these ingredients but I went away anyway I went I marched forward miss- <laughs> Or like it's like
1: one star. I you know I haven't I haven't cooked it yet, but like I feel really like this ratio. Yeah,
5: it's yeah. like Fifteen minutes in the oven—that's insane.
2: <laughs> Sometimes you find full-on different recipes in the comments. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, if you liked this, you're like, probably gonna like this other totally different recipe that I also a
0: like. Pasta.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good question, Lubaya. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, actually, I always like I follow Bon Appetit a lot or like food bloggers on Instagram and stuff. And I used to follow recipes to a T like I was that person. Um, But then now I feel like I don't I don't even like look up recipes. If something comes up to my mind, I just like try to cook it and I just like follow, I guess, my intuition more than anything I would read. And it's, it's been really refreshing. I really like enjoy it because I don't know what's going to come out. I just like try like different techniques or different stuff every night. And I do have a lot of time. So, and if it fails, I always have bread.
5: Dude, Belize. Do you remember, do you know Connor? Do you remember Connor from TPM? Yeah. So he's working on this food zine and I wrote an essay to, to the T about like what you just said, just about like how you gain confidence and how you like develop intuition in the c- kitchen. And like, as you lean away from cookbooks, just that's where, I don't know. I feel like that's where cooking actually starts.
0: Yeah. In that
5: sense, But um, no, I feel that to the T. Yeah.
0: I, I completely agree. I feel like I'm more like, I don't know. I feel like you kind of develop your own taste so it's okay if I, you know, add paprika to every single meal. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I was
2: just gonna say that's actually very true, especially now in these stressful times where maybe you wouldn't recommend going to the supermarket every day or like, I don't know. I feel like in pre-quarantine world, it was like, oh, I wanna make this recipe tonight. Let me go buy all the ingredients that I need for that. And now it's like, I wanna make this recipe tonight. Let's see what I have, what I can substitute and like how I can kind of like adapt the recipe to what I already have, which has been kind of pushing that freedom too.
5: Oh, I have, I have a related question. Okay, go for it, Cheyenne. Oh yeah. So like how you guys, have you guys struggled with getting groceries? Because there was probably a month, month and a half stretch where we would try desperately to get Whole Foods deliveries and fail and- I don't know, we just had to rely on the kind of the local grocery stores, which are kind of limited because we don't have a Whole Foods near us and we don't have a Trader Joe's near us. Um, So it was, I don't know, kind of had to scrap and find things online. Like we were ordering meat online um, from like a local, from a nearby farm, but it was really difficult to just get Fresh produce and things like that.
1: I I would say um, at the beginning, yes, probably the first five or yeah, five weeks. It's probably only been better the past three. Um, but yeah, like I I remember going to stores and I wanted to bake stuff. The entire you know baking aisle was completely cleared out. So no flour, no sugar, no yeast. Um, that was the biggest. Um, absence of ingredients for me um we don't eat lots of too much meat here so um that wasn't really a problem um yeah it was mostly the baked goods for us but recently it's been better i was able to secure the bag of flour at tj's um, recently
4: i was just wondering for people who have like struggled in terms of getting groceries if you see that being a long-term kind of state or if you see this going back to normal relatively soon or if this is just kind of be like a new normal that's just going to stick around for a while is stress at the grocery store.
2: It's already better, I would say. Um, it's, I don't know, I go grocery shopping once every three weeks, so it's like a pretty wow. long time frame um, just because I don't want to hang out too much in grocery stores right now, so... It's just stressful at the moment of grocery shopping because you're like, oh, if I don't find this, like I'm not going to go for another while and stuff. But last time I went, which was like two and a half weeks ago, something like that, um, pretty much everything was there. They were just out of flour, but I like went to talk to a coworker, like to a worker at Trade Joe's and she like went in the back and got me one. So I think it's getting better already.
7: The grocery stores here are all pretty stocked except for the baking goods. So I was just agreeing with what everyone else was saying. Like, flour is gone, yeast is gone, uh, baking soda, baking powder is all gone. Um, But it's definitely gotten better over the past few weeks, I feel like. Um, And then I feel like I haven't seen anyone, like, fighting in the grocery stores over anything.
1: (laughs) Did you see that
7: before? No, no. I just – I was, like, low-key hoping to see it, just (laughs) the novelty of it. But um, (laughs) – hasn't happened and then in terms of bed we've always had a hard time even before quarantine with groceries in general it's sort of a like a food desert out there in terms of <laughs> produce and groceries and stuff so i can't imagine what quarantine has done for people in that area who like relied on like food and groceries around the block so I feel like people who live in food deserts have probably been impacted by this so much harder than a lot of other people. Like I have the privilege of just like driving to Costco and buying like five pounds of ground beef and like surviving. So I think uh, quarantine like affects people's like food habits differently depending on where you
5: live for sure. There was something in, uh, in Bed-Stuy, it's, it's throughout New York, but they call them grow boxes or food boxes. Um, but that was, it was like you pay $14 a week in advance and then you go to a pickup site and pick up a bag of groceries that they've sort of like hand selected for you. And so each week it's sort of a random mix. And so w- there's one in bed walking distance from us it's actually right across the street from Halsey Max, um, but so as soon as the quarantine started kicking in, I heard about it and I signed up for it. And I was and I was doing that because that was a pretty reliable source of just getting vegetables and produce, and then you could also get eggs and bread. So I was doing that for a few weeks, and they had such expanding registration that they had to cut off registration. Um, but now I've, I didn't, I didn't do a pickup this week because kind of like what we mentioned, it's starting to get a little bit easier to get groceries, but yeah, it's definitely difficult, especially when you're reliant on public transport and have to, or have to bike back groceries. And I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just difficult to, yeah, it's difficult to just physically transport through your four bags of produce. Like across town, let alone just up three or four flights of stairs.
6: I think it's hard in New York also, just because there's just like five Whole Foods in the whole city and like four of them are in Manhattan. So we used to do groceries when like after work, like because we worked in Manhattan. And now like it's like if you want to go to a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods, you have to like get on the subway or like two buses. And that's like just like out of the question now because COVID. So yeah. Yeah. It's just been like we've been sort of relying on Whole Foods deliveries, which have been like impossible to get like in the beginning, but now it's like it's getting easier. But just like the way, like like how grocery, like how grocery chains like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's are like s- situated in the city, like just makes it inherently hard.
0: How about you, Georgie?
3: Um, yeah, I was <clears throat> gonna say what Max was saying. Like I live in suburban New Jersey, so like we have so many different grocery stores that we can try to go to. So the problem isn't really like a lack of resources. It's just like not wanting to go to like five different grocery stores to try to find like yeast or um, vanilla. Like definitely the baking stuff has been depleting. And I don't see that as like, I think that's just like people panicking and I do think it's getting better and I don't see that as like a long-term problem. But we've been trying to do like, There are a bunch of, not farmers markets, but um, just like outdoor, like they sell, they're more like landscaping, but they've expanded to like, like fresh, like herbs and stuff that you can buy and plant yourself. And that's where we've been getting our eggs, like just trying to shop more locally. Just um, also like, you know, just to avoid like the abundance of contaminants in grocery stores, but also like to support like local businesses that are definitely struggling. And now is the time of year that farmers markets like start up again. And I don't, I think they're supposed to start here in New Jersey, but I was wondering about like, you know, the Westwood farmers market, if that's happening.
1: I believe it is right.
0: I don't know. I know Brentwood is still going on.
1: I think it is, but it's really small. Farmers markets are are a really great resource right now, but um, have, I think trouble as a lot of places do um coordinating a like social distancing effort program and problems getting customers I think a lot of people are you know scared but um farmers markets have been my uh sort of go-to resource um for shopping I feel a little safer because they're outside um which scientists have been saying is safer than being inside I think there and you know it the your your money goes directly to farmers so um i think if if you have farmers markets around um they're a great resource but that being said i think georgie jordy Cheyenne, and max all bring up a great point that where you live completely determines your access and to food and determines your privilege essentially um i think it's a really important point that you guys brought up you know there's a lot of people in lots of areas that are struggling to find um, healthy produce right now.
3: And another thing that's been, like, hard, I would say, or just, like, frustrating is that, and I bet, like, you guys in bed who have been, like, ordering, like, from Whole Foods online, and, like, we've been doing a lot of online ordering, right, like, through Amazon and Whole Foods, but I just don't want to support Amazon in any way, but it's, like, especially right now, it's so hard not to, like, just because of all, like, the stories you hear about how Jeff Bezos is just, like, screwing over his employees and how they're just so mistreated but it's like in this environment it's so hard not to rely on like Amazon which sucks.
0: Yeah I've been trying to um, rely less on Amazon except for like I don't know ordering like printer supplies and stuff Um, but for groceries there's actually a restaurant called Farm Shop in Brentwood and they've immediately turned themselves into a bodega. So since the beginning of um, stay at home orders, I've just been ordering delivery and they like, like grocery, I've been ordering groceries from there and they've been delivering it to my house. I think restaurants turning into little bodegas have been really convenient for me. Uh, And also I think it's a great way to like support restaurants who are struggling because most of the money that they make go to, go to their like hourly workers that's that's another thing to I guess keep in mind as well
1: I just wanted to talk about um, how quarantine has affected sharing food with people because we can all cook food for ourselves and people we're living with and that could be nice but um, sort of losing that part of you know socializing that revolves around going out to eat with people cooking for people who you don't live with I wondered what your thoughts and grievances um and hopes were about sharing food with others
2: yeah um i've been doing something about that as whenever i make i bake something and it's like pretty big and stuff and i'm like "Mm, relatively, i shouldn't eat all of that because i want to bake more like tomorrow so i take little pieces and i put them in like Tupperware and like I go around Westwood and I like just drop in front of like people that I know are still living around and it's just like food delivery and then they deliver food back in the Tupperware and it's like this Tupperware exchange thing with like little notes and stuff and that has been pretty fun because it's like you're tasting the food that others are making which is realistically not what they would make on a daily basis also and it's just sharing food through distance without actually hanging out, and that has been pretty, pretty fun, pretty cool.
4: I'm on the third floor, first door on the left, just, you know.
2: Yeah, noted.
3: <laughs> um, well, wait, I just want to say that's so cute, Lubaya. I wish I was in Westwood, because it's like the sweetest thing I've ever heard, but um, we're doing, so New Jersey has expanded it, so you can gather with 10 people, super exciting. Um, so we're going to a barbecue on Sunday, just with like our family, like three other people. So gonna see how that goes. I'm kind of nervous though, just cause like my family's like older and like the thought of, I don't know, just like, especially when like alcohol gets involved, I feel like people are just gonna be like loosening up, be like, ah, whatever, like it doesn't matter. But um, I don't know, it's just hard to envision. It's hard to envision something different from what we're living in right now. Like I can't really imagine the next time I can like go to a restaurant. But, yeah, we're going to see. We're going to be, like, outside, so maybe that'll be okay.
5: I don't know. Well, I would say that that's just one aspect of probably adult life that we can all – I mean, I guess when we were living alone or in dorms or I, – I would say, like, our first apartments or now living alone in New York, just I miss how – I just miss family-style eating, um, just – being around my family and my mom making some sort of big roast and everyone gathering around that. So I've been super jealous of Max's Instagram stories where he's got a dumpling production line with multiple people. <laughs> yeah, and fuck, fuck off Max. You know, and they're all just sort of gather. they're sort of gathering around that food making process. And so that's something that I miss just having to, you know, scale down especially with cooking Iranian food it's all it all revolves around you know a pot like a big pot with a lot of meat a lot of stew a lot of vegetables and it's all like like cooking for like 12 or 10 and so now I have to scale that down so much I guess that was both pre-covid and continuing now
6: I'm terrible (laughs) at sharing food I hate sharing food so I don't know it hasn't been that bad
1: even like even like going out. Did you go out to restaurants with people, and i just mean sharing a food experience with people. <laughs> or did you hate going out to restaurants? <laughs> no,
6: no, no. If it's like if 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 it's like going out and it's like Thai food or yeah. like getting like two pizzas to share, that's fine. Yeah. But I like <laughs> I like having like my own thing. Like when we make desserts together, I get mad when Sean eats more than like half of yeah. The- she's a- so just opposite of lubaya here just yeah
5: but i mean it is it even just just generally though like it's sad not being able to like i mean at least for us like every saturday or sunday like whether it was just us two or with max sometimes just going to chinatown and yeah it's raucous and just jam-packed with people and then you know, like we have a couple of different noodle spots we'd go to, and I don't know, just that sort of shared experience. Yeah. And usually, the amount of people that were there were a part of the experience. That like that makeup of you know street vendors and tourists and you know people who look like they've been living there for a hundred years, just not having that sort of thriving beat of the city. I guess I don't know. I I definitely miss that.
4: It also kind of like. Reminds me how difficult it is nowadays to find different ways of, you know, celebrating or commemorating, like, important things that are happening. Because, obviously, like, the first thing anybody does for a birthday or, like, you go out to eat. But now, it's, like...
1: You're so right, Natalie.
4: Yeah, and it's, like, you know, I have my friend... It's my friend's birthday today. And what we decided on was, like, I was gonna just pick up, you know, Sprinkles cupcakes. And then we were gonna go sit in a parking lot. And like sit six feet apart and eat them, and it's just like when is it? It's like, what? Where is the substitute for something that like has no substitute? Like going out to like for a special occasion, you know? Because I've been struggling with that.
1: You're so fucking right. That's that's my go-to that's my go-to, is to take somebody out to dinner or to, like, go out to dinner with them or just to celebrate. It's food. Celebrating is food. And with no food now, there's yeah. no celebrating, which is so And sad. it's
4: also, like, just, like, the the act of, like, getting dressed up and, like, anticipating. Like, it's, like, a treat. It's, like, a special occasion. And now when every day is kind of just, like, monotonously just blending together with no kind of, like, exciting things to break it up besides maybe the news saying that a business is opening it's just like how do you how do you like appropriately you know dedicate like treat yourself or like special time
0: yeah it definitely I celebrated my birthday in quarantine and on it was fun like I had a core group of like people who all like live alone so they they come to my place like every weekend. So it was just like the five of us. And it was pretty nice, but then every once in a while I just like remember what life was like, just like going out for drinks, going out for dinner. And it just it seems so distant to me now. It also kind of depresses me that once places start opening up again, it's not going to be the same. It's a I don't know, it's my favorite activity to do. And now I have to, like, change the way I look at it and do it, um, which is sometimes depressing. But, you know, I, I still feel lucky to be able to share food with my friends in whichever way it's possible. I, I feel like we're all privileged to be able to, like, still have experiences during this time, even though em- emotionally, it, you know, it's a struggle for everyone.
7: For me, like, eating out is such an experience and like going to my favorite restaurant or to my favorite bar, I like need the ambient energy of people around me to like really supply that experience. So like, I I think I miss that the most is like eating at home is great. But I also want to be eating in a restaurant with different people around me, all like sharing different dishes. And there's always like Just sort of this unique energy that comes out when people are eating in a restaurant and it's exciting and new and the food's great. So that's what I miss the most. I mean, like after quarantine is over, like the first thing I'm going to do is like grab a drink at a bar with my friends and like go eat out. Um, That's just like what I want to do with my time the most right now. And then in terms of like how I'm sharing food, like Cheyenne mentioned like my Instagram posts, like I just like feel like I don't really post on Instagram or share my stories at all, but I feel like food is like one of the easiest things to share that people sort of enjoy watching and sharing with each other. So I hope that continues on in the future and I hope everything just gets better. Cause I'm sort of like losing my mind here. Okay. That's enough.
1: <laughs> um, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Maybe let's just, um, Re, you can Recap what you can do to, like, you know, fill in for that lack of um, socializing revolving around food. So, Lubaya's been dropping off little packages for people around her neighborhood of food. There's uh, sharing food on Instagram and social medias. There's also having responsible, small, little gatherings with people you trust, as long as it doesn't get out of hand. Anything anybody have any other ideas that they'd like to share to let listeners know how they can substitute? what they're missing
0: or any other thing that you want our listeners to know before we close it up
3: another thing we've been doing that's fun and I think like you know it's a good idea to do just like to substitute like parties and just like a fun atmosphere we've been doing little like zoom cocktail parties so like everybody makes a drink and then we all get on zoom and it's it's like pretty close to the real thing I mean as close as you can get so that's always fun
2: piggybacking on that uh, you can also do zoom recipe session or like or like zoom cooking session which I've done like a couple times I guess where you make sure with the person that you're going to do it with that you have all the ingredients together and then you just follow a recipe together and it's kind of fun to see like who's like slower in the recipe and then like who's, like, cooking looks better at the end and stuff. And, like, uh, it's been fun. And then you, like, eat it, and you know it tastes,
0: like, approximately the same. So then it's like you're sharing a meal. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. This was a great time.
1: Thank you all for coming on the menu. Thank you.
3: Thanks for having us.